chapter 3, still the first four verses. Nice thing about having two weeks off, this may seem fresh. So the Bible says, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, this is our focal verse. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Let's pray. Dear God, as we're coming back to these, this scripture of the day, Today, Lord, let us remind us in the new year that we are to be that light. We are to be that bright beacon of hope everywhere we go. In this, in this world that we live in, in this county, in this state, in this United States we live in, Lord, they need to be shining. We need to be shining our light so that all can see. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So throughout the sermon series so far for this year, the, three, the two other sermons were about releasing things and retaining things, and then today we want to do Remember the Rest. So today's sermon, we want to remember some things. And I, this is going to be a remembrance. That's why in reminding because I want us to remember that, you know, you may have been, you may have had a New Year's resolution that is already faltered, or you may be spot on with your New Year's resolutions, or you may not make them. But I want to challenge you to make Jesus a better part of your year this year as you have in the past. And you say, well, preacher, I do all I can do. I'm being all I can do. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe we all, me included, I'm not trying to say y'all and not me, me included, we need to make sure that we're engaging people around us and engaging the Word of God more and more. So what are the things, some of the things that we need to remember? The first one is in verse 3. It says, for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Now just to preface all this with this, these are believers, Okay, these are born again, washed in the blood, going to heaven, packed and ready to go Christians. These are not for the unbelievers. Okay, make sure we understand that going forward. Because not everyone's hid in Christ, in God. We only if you've been born again. So in Christ, who is our life, shall appear when he comes back his second time. Then shall you also appear with him in glory. You know, just to think about that for a moment, um, I'm about over this stuff we're, we're going through. It is just about to drive everybody crazy. People don't know whether to get up, to go down, to jump, to, to hide, to run, to sit. They don't know what to do anymore. I'm looking so forward to one day, that old eastern sky bust open and it's all over with. We're out of here. 
But you know, God hadn't told me he's coming next week. He hasn't told me he's coming in a thousand years. But he said, you better watch. For when you know not, the Son of Man comes. So we need to be ready. And I'm ready. I am so ready to jump out of this and get out of here. I was talking with a, with a friend of mine at work last week. And he usually stops by and we have a little five or ten minute hallelujah moment about whatever, usually. And uh, we were talking and I said, you know, the thing about a Christian in this world we live in, I, I long to go to heaven. Now, don't get me wrong, I do. And, I, and I'm sure all of us that are born again feel the same way, but there's a strong pull in this world. There's things that, that, that my little feeble head says, you know, I'd really miss doing thus, thus, and thus, and thus, whatever it is, right? There's things I like to do on earth. We're tied to earth more and more by, the, by the, the, the state of conditions we're in now, we tend to, to group things tighter now because of the pandemic. If you ever notice that, family's tighter. Been more time together, right? We're tighter. You're going to miss them. But then there's that access to heaven that you get as a born-again Christian. You know, when we get up, or when I get up, I don't know about you, I pray none of y'all have it, but it, it, it's really funny in the Brian house first thing in the morning. It's almost like a, you know, get up out of bed scenario because something new's hurting or something got a cramp in it and you jumped up. out. It's just something all the time, all the time. That part I won't miss. I'll just let you know. that I won't miss that at all in heaven. But there are things like looking out over y'all here on earth Loving on y'all is people of Briar Branch Church. I'll miss that. But for those of us who are together in glory, then things will never change. We'll still be there. We'll know each other. Because the Bible says we're known as we're known. So Colossians 3, 4 is something we need to remember because for you are dead, speaking to the Christians, and your life is hid with Christ in God. By the way, just to let you know, that is very good news. Very, very good news. I know the times I struggle with things, and I think back on verses like this, I know God loves me in spite of me. In spite of me, he still loves me. So that's the, that's the stuff we need to make sure we remember, because Satan will tell you in no uncertain terms that God don't love you, you would think, you know, God wouldn't do, he, he speaks for God all the time. God wouldn't do that. God, God, God don't say things like that. All kind of stuff. But if we read God's word, we see that when we struggle, when we have hard times here on earth, when things get too, when we get too close with things close around us and we sort of forget about heavenly things, He's gentle to remind us that this is not our home. We are pilgrims here. The definition of a pilgrim is somebody that's in a land that they don't belong. Right? That's a pilgrim. Not somebody that's moved to Ammon and set up house. That's not a pilgrim. That's a homesteader or whatever. That's a, that's a residence change. Homesteaders, yeah. But we're to be pilgrims. In other words, we're not to be that vested in this 
life we live here because we're dead and hid in Christ our God. And we will appear, when he appears to us, we'll either be alive and appear as he appears or we'll already have passed by way of the grave and we'll be one of the ones coming down. Either way, it's going to be a good day. So these, these two verses here are a good opportunity for us just to stop and remember the blessings the Lord has given us. And if this was something at the end of the year, I would say this year. But because we're at the beginning of the year, I can just say, think back and remember all the blessings, period, that the Lord has given you that you remember. And I'm sure they're very plenteous. There's a lot of them, I'm sure. These, these type memories, y'all, are really reminders that we're our pilgrims here. There's things that, there's things in our lives that bring tears. There's things in our lives that bring joy. There's things in our life that bring laughter. There's things in our life that bring sadness. But in it all, the bottom line is, if you're a child of God, you'll find out sooner or later, God is good in it all. He is good. You'll find out. It may take a while. It may take a while, but God is good. And he's good through everything. We need to remember that before we leave today and consider that. So what do we need to remember? There has been a death. Okay? There has been a death on my behalf. There has been a death on your behalf. Okay? Verse 3 Still in Colossians 3, it says, for you are dead. We are reminded once again that we have died to our old self. That's the whole process of baptism in the Baptist world is to, to die to the old self, be raised in you. That's the symbolic of it, okay? One of the surest ways for a child of God to enjoy every spiritual victory in his or her life is to understand that we have been crucified with Christ. Paul said, he said one time in, in, in one of his letters, he said, think about it. He said, I do the things I wish I didn't do. Sometimes I do the things I shouldn't do. A lot of times I don't do what I don't do, but he said it a lot more tongue twisting than that. But he said, oh, wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from this plight that I am in? They turned around and said, Blessed be the God of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ, who has far exceedingly done with us more than we could ever think or ask. Okay? So I always, I always take solace in the think that if Paul was having a bad day and what he did, and we got recorded just an inkling of what he did do, I'm way behind. You know what I mean? I got lots of catching up to do. So... If Paul feels that way, I'm in, I'm in good company because I haven't done near what Paul has done. So We can find spiritual victory in that as long as we remember that we have been died to ourself because of Christ. Okay, Here's two verses for you. One's Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Just going to be the one verse. Paul wrote to the church at, church at Galatia. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, right? But yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life I now live, I live in the flesh 
I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Right? Always go to Romans when you want to talk about how we should live. Romans 6, 11. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we could just get a grip on the truth that is in Romans 6, 11. Let me read it again. Likewise, reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we could just get a grip on that truth, we can grow deeper in the things of the Bible. We'll spend less time beating ourselves up and more time praising the goodness of God because he loves you anyway in spite of it. If we can just get, get our head wrapped around that. So we remember the blessings of the Lord. What is it that we remember? He died for us, so there has been a deposit on your account. I don't know about you, but I get excited when I find out there's a, a deposit on my account when I'm talking about sin. There has been a deposit put on my growing, ever-growing stack of sin. There's been a deposit. Jesus Christ put a deposit on say, I've paid that debt, and it's paid in full. Mm. So anybody that's been saved, they've been given a new life. Remember, you are uh, back in Colossians 3, the second part of the third verse, and your life is hid with Christ in God. So we have a new part. We have what's been called a divine nature. 2 Peter 1, 4 kind of talks about that. Let me go to there. This is 2 Peter 1, verse 4. It says, Whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises. Talking about the promises of the Bible. That by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises. Talking about the promises within the Bible. That by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through the lust. In short, what does that mean? Our love for the things of the world become less. Our pull to the world, the things of the world, our desire for the things of the world become less as you grow. You're more satisfied in Christ. For the, that new life, it guarantees that, that the believers have eternal security. So again, another verse, I'm going to do three of them here. This is 1 Peter 1, 1 Peter 1st chapter, verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Let's go to Hebrews. What is it about Hebrews? Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, just the one verse. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto him, that come unto God by him, by Jesus, seeing that he liveth ever to make intercessions for them, there's been songs about this right here. <laughs> this one verse has got songs throughout the years 
been saved to the uttermost. If you've ever heard some old, old-timey gospel songs, southern gospel, those lyrics come up. Another one, this is John. John chapter 10, verse 28. And I give unto you, these. if you have a Bible that is words in red of Jesus, this would be a red edition. And I give unto you eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. That's the eternal security of a believer. Now there are many people that, that hold on to that promise without the fruit in their life to prove they're saved. But to the believer, to the twice-born, Jesus told the disciples that whoever the Father puts in his hand, nobody can take out. That means you can't jump ship either. No man can take out. That's Satan too. Okay? Eternal security of the believer. Because we are hidden in Christ, we are having protective custody, if you, if you will, and none of the enemies of our soul, think about it now, can approach us or attack us to take us out of the love of God. Now, if you read the book of Ephesians, talking about the whole armor of God, you know that we are, as believers, supposed to put on the whole armor. And all those armors are a posture of stopping the enemy. What is it in a nutshell? You put on the word of God, you put on the sword of truth, helmet of salvation, and I'll miss a bunch of them because I'm trying to do this ad lib. And, but you will have everything about the prayer, about studying God's word and that knowledge as you go forward. That's that armor that you need. So remember the blessings of the Lord. He says, there has been a dream. Think about this. Paul closes our scripture here in Colossians by in text by reminding us that the world is not the best thing there is. Heaven is the best thing. That's verse 4 back in Colossians chapter 3. When Christ is our life shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. We may have uh, to deny our flesh down here. I don't know about you, but there's some denying of the flesh. There's probably more denying of the flesh we need to do if we're just honest with each other in this upcoming year that we're starting. We're probably some more things of the flesh we need to deny. But we have to get serious with God in the new year. And I pray that we can recommit to Jesus this year because we've had a, a powerful deterrent in our, in our midst in the last two to three years. We've had something that would go into, if you sit in front of the TV or listen to the radio to news or read something on your phone in some sort of social media, you are inundated with what's happening. I doubt there's anybody on planet Earth, well, in North Carolina or in United States at least, in the United States that don't know what's going on to some degree, at least have heard about it. So we're inundated with information every which way we turn. We have to deny our flesh. Our flesh is to understand it to the nth degree, to be able to articulate it to our friends about what the news said. It's important to understand the, the worldly events. Don't get me wrong. 
But it doesn't take 12 hours of sitting in front of the TV every day to get it. You can get it in a lot shorter dosages than that, right? That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> we, sometimes we need to deny our flesh to just sit down there and, and just bathe ourselves in whatever this channel's seeing and then this channel and they compare the two and the two. We need to sort of step away from that sometimes and open up the Word of God or open up a, a hymn book and start singing praises unto God. It will really be worth it. We remember that this place isn't our home. We might, and I'm pretty sure everybody is, having a battle with Satan right now, but the victory has already been won. Remember, I've said for years, and I continue to say, that if Satan's not bothering you, guess what? You're not bothering him either. I.e., you're probably not saved. You get saved, I've told everyone that I've talked about, talked with, through, on the phone or in person throughout the years of my ministry here at Briar Branch Church. Each one of you can attest, I said this, hold on, you ain't seen nothing yet. Hold on. You think things are tough now, hold on. You ain't seen nothing yet. But the difference is a child of God is equipped exceedingly and abundantly more than anyone outside of Christ to deal with this world. We don't deal with it with a bombastic, higher than, uh, glory, higher than thou attitude about, about salvation. No, we're humble because we know that we don't deserve it. It's a gift from God. That's why we don't deserve it. That's why we can't walk around bombastically saying, I'm saved, you need to get saved, boy. I've heard people say that till I'm sick of it. Yes, they do. But we should be begging them on our hands and knees. You need to know this Jesus that I know. He can save your sins. He can forgive your sins. You can have life eternal with him. That's the way we should approach evangelism, not, not beating people over the head with the Bible. When Jesus comes to our faith in him, when we come to having faith in him, we are vindicated and we have been glorified in him. Think about it. Right now, every believer in this room battles the world, the flesh, and the devil. If you say, I don't know what you're talking about, preacher, we need to talk. I'm telling you, we need to talk. If y'all ain't having no trouble, we need to talk. Each of these enemies does everything they can to hinder us. See, the first thing that happens when a child of God is, is, is saved, when they come to a saving knowledge of grace, at that very moment... That believer sitting there and pouring their heart out before God, he says, save me, love me, I love you, God, save me, thank you. At that very moment, Satan goes, boop, what's that? You're then a blip on hell's radar. Boop, so-and-so just got saved. Carlton just got saved. Beep. All right, boys, get him. Can't change him. Can't take him out of salvation. We sure can't make things ugly for him down here while he's here. He won't be an effective witness because he's so sucked up on everything that's going on. But go get him, boys. Go get him. And then there they come. There they come. Somebody tell me I'm lying. But we're to remember the good things. His home is not where we belong. Heaven is our home. Heaven is our home. This flesh that we battle... We'll be changed one day. 
these aches and pains we deal with, this COVID variant X that's coming, whatever the next thing is, will be gone one day. We don't have to worry about that anymore. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I want to read two verses. You probably know this by heart or been heard it a lot. Verses 53 and 54, for this corruption, talking about this world, must put on incorruption. And this mortality must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall be put on incorruption and the mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Hmm, that's good stuff. Paul said here, the corruption, this corruptible stuff that we're in now, our, our bodies are failing. Heads up to all of us young folks, your, bo your body's going to fail. Things are going to ache more than they used to. Our body is corrupted. But we're going to put on an incorruptible body that never ages. We're going to put on an incorruptible body that is susceptible to nothing. Not even a cold. I'll, me and Mr. Bizzle's in the same boat. I'll be glad when I can throw these sinuses and put them on a shelf somewhere and get rid of them because they're just always aggravating me. But one day we won't have that problem, brother. One day we won't have that problem. Okay? So when this corruptible shall put on the incorruptible, and this mortal body, this body that is failing, will put on immortality on the day of his appearing, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Another, another bit of scripture from 1 John chapter 3, just the first three verses, 1 through 3. It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that, he should be, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew not him. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and we... And it is not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hope, that hath this hope in him, purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Hmm. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. 1 John 3, 1 through 3. When we leave this world of sin, the devil and all that, its problems, we will go to a land where we bask in the glory of our Redeemer forever. What is, you know, the, the thing you need to talk about with folks that are not believers is they need to understand the soul never dies. It's what separates us from animals, okay? We're, I, I, I told this in the Zoom meeting a few weeks ago. We, when we talked about the sanctity of life, it is a blessing from God for a woman to have a child, right? But God is the one that gives the soul. Once you get that soul, it never dies.
So the, so the, the evidence of that is in what the Word of God says. So because of that, the soul never dies. We need to make sure that we do the right thing because we're going to have to pay for it or we're going to have to bask in it forever. See, the way that Satan gets around this is, is we get tied to this is it. And I'm going to be honest with you, if this was truly just it, we probably wouldn't be in church. We'd probably be at, what, this time of year, skiing somewhere. Living it up, whatever. Living the big life, as they say. If this is, if this is everything, live it to the nth degree, right? But it's not everything. And that's Satan's big lie to everybody that's unbelieving. They've got their world vested in this life they live now. And they think one day they're going to grow old and die, and then that's it. Well, what, what is it? What is it that this is true? Think about this. If you ever have trouble talking with someone about stuff like this, think about, think about it this way. If your view of eternity is that it does not exist, my view, according to the Bible and everything that I see, says it does exist and goes on forever, the Bible says. Hard to get my head around because I'm not here forever. There's plenty of stuff way back I know nothing about. So, so, so we're here in this pot, spot in time. But when they say, well, I don't believe that, I say, well, all right, think about it this way. If on the wildest chance that this is it, then none of us will know you were right. Right? But if I'm right, and there is a heaven, and there is a hell, and there is a God to be reckoned with, and life is eternal, then you might want to pay a little bit of attention to what the Bible says about it. Right? I've had lots of conversations through the years, way before I got into the pastorate, just that sort of, I don't believe that, that Bible is a bunch of junk. All the time. Well, let's talk about it a minute. And we would go down that little rabbit trail, and I'd say, think about it. If you're right, doesn't matter. Neither one of us will ever know you're right, because if we just die and that's it, then that's it. Everybody just died ahead of us, that's it for them. But that's not what our Bible tells us. That's not our, our soul has, has got a God-shaped hole in it. That's the longing that the believer has to go to heaven and it's because there's a life eternal to live with our Creator and Maker, Jesus Christ. One verse out of the very last book, the book of the Revelation, chapter 21, verse 4. What's going to happen in glory? And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. There's coming a day, folks, and we need to make sure that we're ready for that day. Right now, I have that dream. I dream of a day when I go home to meet Jesus. I dream of a day when I go to see my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ face to face. I dream of a day that I can tell him, I said, you know, I was never worth it. 
I don't know why in the world you wanted me to do anything that you've wanted me to do in my life, but thank you, God, for giving me the umption to do it for your glory. That's my dream. One day that dream will become a reality, and I'll be in his presence. But I'll tell you, my other dream is that I see all y'all in heaven. The Bible says I will be known as we're known. Okay? I don't know that, it won't be like this in heaven, but we'll know. And I want to know that everybody that sits under the teaching of me are in heaven. So we want to make sure that we remember that there's a home for those who love God in heaven. This place is not our home. One day that dream will become a reality. But what we have to do now is remember and fight the good fight. I've told people many a times that being a Christian, they've said something about Christianity is for doormats. I said, you need to walk in my shoes a little while, buddy. It ain't nothing about a doormat. It takes, you, take, it takes something else to walk as a Christian in the world we live in today. It takes some backbone. Because you have to be different everybody wants to be the same that's easy but you have to be different so as we stand here in this first month well I not have got that word in even because it's about over with of the new year we need to take a good look and a hard look at our lives and our walk with the Lord and are there things that we need to be remembered we need to make sure we remember them if there are things we need the Lord to speak with the Lord over, the altar is going to be open here in just a moment. And if he's calling you to come to a saving knowledge of grace, today's a good day for that. Whatever the need is today, listen to the voice of the Lord and do what he's telling you. And let's make 2022 the best year for the glory of God yet. Let's pray. Dear God, our Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for allowing us to be here once again to be able to come back to your church. Lord, thank you for that. Lord, as we're here, we're looking over things, Lord, we're remembering things, Lord, remind us daily.